0: Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker and I'm a Chicago musician and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a show where I focus on mental health issues and raising mental health awareness. Um, born out of the pandemic um, and with a special focus on the music community. Um, today we're going to be doing an interview with Anna Holmquist. Of Esther, and uh, they also run the Bad Songwriter podcast, uh, the host of the Bad Songwriter podcast. So I'm really looking forward to having them on today. Um, let's see, I'm a little distracted because there's just a lot going on right now um, in the world, and um, you know, maybe we'll speak about that together, maybe we won't, we'll see if it comes up. But uh, I think right now my experience is mostly one of, I think. I don't know, it's just a lot of emo- it's a a very messy mix of emotion, um, and trying to process that emotion and being angry and sad and feeling a little bit helpless and, um, disgusted and, I I don't know, I I, I feel even a little self-conscious talking about it because I feel like I don't have the best words to put to, you know, everything that I'm processing right now, but I don't want to start the show without acknowledging that, um, so let's, let's go ahead and move on, and I'll share some things that are upcoming, and then we'll get Anna on here. Um, so um, let's see, a couple things. I'm going to be playing a song after the interview, so please stick around for that. It's a new song, a newer song. Um, on this Thursday, June 4th, I'm going to do a, a live stream of um, some old and new songs through the Lincoln Hall and Shuba's Instagram page. Um, that'll be at 7.30 this Thursday, 7.30 p.m., so please join me for that. And then uh, On Music Therapy coming up, tomorrow I've got Dr. Leslie Tanner It's gonna be uh, joining, um, returning to the show, a colleague of mine. And then on Tuesday I've got Sullivan Davis of The Hideout who's gonna be coming and talking about The Hideout. Uh, for anybody who's watched before, I had some technical issues before. I hopefully have resolved them because I went out and braved T-Mobile and got a new phone. And um, hopefully that there will be no more uh, Instagram crashing henceforth, um, in the middle of really amazing interviews like there have been. So let's see here. Let's let's go ahead and Anna. Why don't you go ahead and jump on whenever you can? Hi. Hey. How are you? Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird time. Oh even more terrible time and a time that has already been terrible. So. I know.
0: There's a lot of layers.
1: Yeah. Um, thank you for, for saying something about, you know, the George Floyd protests and murder at the start of this, because obviously it's been very much on my mind um,
0: the, over the past week. Yeah, it was, I mean, Kurt Oren was supposed to be on yesterday and he, you know, he went to the protest. We decided the best thing was to reschedule and it just felt it just felt strange to me to even do the show. I don't know. Just felt like let's give let's let's not take up space yesterday. Even today a little bit. But I think that I don't know. It felt a little better to me today, but also I wanted to certainly like talk about that because um, you know. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm talking about it not very articulately because it's hard to talk about.
1: Yeah, it's a tough thing. It's yeah it's a tough painful thing but i'm glad that i'm glad that i'm able to i was i went to the protest yesterday i was Mm -hmm. doing the car caravan stuff i'm glad that a lot of people came out Um, a difficult thing with in the middle of a global pandemic um, when you know a lot of us have really had no contact or very little contact with people in general Mm -hmm. and have been behaving in a way you know it's like I think mainly a lot I've felt like I'm behaving in a paranoid way but it's not paranoid but like that is like the actions that I'm taking you know is is that of like being really um, cautious and thinking about everything yeah this person in general so like that anxiety has been really directed toward all that stuff so yeah and to suddenly be out with a lot of people um, was a strange switch, but I'm really glad that a lot of people were able to do that and people were wearing masks and I'm glad that they did the car caravan to allow people away to participate, um, even if they were not able to march, so. Mm -hmm. Glad for that and glad for the um, bond funds that have been doing really excellent work.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: For all the people arrested have been able to donate there as well,
0: so yeah well um i guess let's see how should we where should we go um from here um i guess i just kind of let's let's just check in with how you're feeling today so we can get a pulse on kind of where you're at and we can go from there
1: um yeah i mean today is just a lot of feelings uh yeah i i I guess i can't speak really articulately about it either um but i think last night i was feeling sort of generally worse and pretty panicky
0: yeah
1: a tendency toward panic attacks
0: and i had one last night um which makes sense you know were you at the protest at the time or were you back home no no back back home back home yeah but especially after the curfew
1: was um, put in place without Mm -hmm. enough time for people to really get home. Mm -hmm. just very concerned about the ways that that would be used and has been used to hurt people, Mm -hmm. to put people in jail, you know, and to to incarcerate people, (laughs) like to put people in jail and and hold people, um, especially during the
0: pandemic. Right. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about, you know, this the show is born out of kind of trying to create a mental health space and bring some awareness um, in light of the pandemic and how that experience has been. And this is going to be a summer that encompasses a lot of things, not just the pandemic, I think, but um, let's let's kind of go to your experience and talk about you No, know, I start all of these off by asking, what did your life look like? from a day-to-day or sort of a week-to-week level, um, both personally and we'll, we'll do maybe the non-music side of things, and then I know you had a lot going on with music when all of this shifted, so I definitely want to talk about that, um, but can you share, you know, what that, what that looked like and what that looks like now, like sure. kind of on the personal side of, the non-music side of things? Sure,
1: yeah, um. I have a full-time job I work in the digital marketing industry so mm-hmm. i've I've been at my more or less my same job for about five and a half years
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like um just an office job mm-hmm. uh, I have a sleep disorder so i I go in later um so but it's like ten thirty to six thirty ish usually so um you know it's like a Monday through Friday thing I think before before the pandemic I was working like working from home about once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time I was in the office, I worked in a building like on Michigan Avenue, like a really big high rise in like okay. an open office. Um, so that was, you know, a big part of how I was spending my time. Yeah. Um, and our, our company has moved to full work from home now, um, sort of indefinitely Okay. there's like a phased approach that they have to get people back in the office but it's really slow and we're part of like a big global parent company so mm-hmm. the way that they've approached it is really conserv- conservative which i think is good and they're mm-hmm. not trying to force anybody to come back which i feel really lucky about Not yeah. yeah, everybody has that um privilege but uh and and even when things like even whenever it happens when a vaccine is developed and this is not an issue anymore they're still offering the people the people the option to work from home Mm -hmm. i'm just like at this point i think i'm just going to be working from home really do you prefer that yeah i do i do like it i know it's been difficult for some people in my office um Mm -hmm. because they live i live in a two bedroom alone i have a roommate my friend Josh moving in tomorrow, which will be nice at this point, but this entire time I've been living alone, but it's in a two bedroom. So Mm I felt like I've had the space to like, you know, do work in one room, Yeah. like move to the other room when work time is done. So I've been- Compartmentalized. Exactly. And I think that that is pretty important for me so that I can have Mm -hmm. those different spaces, but I, you know, some of my coworkers just live in like a studio apartment. And so, Mm All happening in
0: the same room, and yeah. I think that that would
1: be a lot more difficult.
0: So, when your roommate moves in, are you gonna have to arrange, rearrange some stuff around?
1: Um, some stuff, I, it, I, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna try to work it out. We talked about it a lot before. Um, yeah, Josh is somebody I've known since like 2011, and we're good friends. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we're gonna do like a few months, and then check in and see how we're feeling about it. Because he he works from home as well, like he. Uh-huh freelance writing stuff. So we're both going to obviously just be here a lot.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But there's a desk that he's going to set up in his room and I've been working in the kitchen. And so we'll we'll still be able to have like separate spaces. Like I'll still, I won't have to like, you know, be in my bedroom necessarily. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I think it will be good to have some company.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's something that I've, I've felt, um, for people who, some people I think are fine. In fact, I know some people are overall fine because I work with some people who live by themselves and say that they're actually sort of built for that, um, built for this situation. But I can, can, for me, it would be really, really hard to be in this situation working from home and living alone and just the isolation that I think would be. Even if you're an introvert, it can be challenging to have that cut off a little bit.
1: Yeah, I've honestly been It's honestly been okay. I think like (laughs) over the past couple of years, um, I've like learned to enjoy hanging out with myself in a way that I don't think I really did before.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I feel pretty lucky that, you know, I mean, it's it's obviously part of it has been hard, you know, like I didn't, you know, I didn't touch anybody in the month of April, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, things like that yeah i had a cat living with me which is great cats are very comforting Uh and i've been able to see some people i have a good friend who lives close to me and so um like walking distance so we've been Uh able to do walks together
2: yeah
1: distantly uh it's you know which has been really really helpful it's just like serendipitous that we live really close to each other we became you know it wasn't on purpose so um, having that and being able to just be like, Hey, do you want to go for a walk right now and just go and do it right away is, is really helpful in terms of like mental health stuff too, especially when I'm feeling sort of like down and trapped in the house and sometimes she'll text me and be nice. like, Hey, you want to come out and walk? And that gives me an excuse to like go outside, like get a little fresh air, clear my head, be around. Definitely. Everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what, let's talk about your musical life um so before all this started i don't want to talk too much for you but i know you had an album that was supposed to come out but it did come out but you have like a release show can you can you talk a little bit about the things that were going on musically for you for sure
1: um yeah so our esther album turnaround came out on the 26th or 27th of march i can't remember huh end of march obviously you know, things shut down for then. The
0: lockdown um, was the twenty first. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That. So the uh, that weekend before that, also we were supposed to play a show at Shubas with Bad Bad Hats. Um, that was obviously postponed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, we were really gearing up for playing a bunch of shows to support um, the album. We didn't have a tour planned. I was planning on doing that in like September, um, Mm -hmm. which is not going to happen now. Uh, but yeah, really just a lot of shows and album support stuff that we had planned out, um,
0: and leading up to the
1: lockdown, you know, when things started getting bad and when things started shutting down and, um, well I, well I was supposed to go to South by Southwest as well with the podcast I was going to do um a live bad songwriter podcast at South by Southwest on fluff's showcase um, yeah then you know South by Southwest got canceled obviously um, and so when that kind of stuff started happening, I was checking in with my band and about how they were feeling mm-hmm. about playing the show at Shubas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular because um chris Jesserin, who is one of the people that drums with me sometimes mm-hmm. and wife were expecting a baby at that point and so i wanted to be really conscious about that and i was like you know maybe like you shouldn't play the show like you can yeah. you drop out if you want to it just feels weird to think back on, on that time too because everything was happening really quickly like every yeah. was a huge change and stuff yeah. so it's like at the start of the week, I was like, we're totally playing the show. And then the next day I was like, I don't know. And then the next day I was like, Should I I, you know, at some at some point I was like trying yeah. to reach out to Bad Bad Hats and seeing if they were going to cancel it and talking to Shu. But you know, it was just a very, very fast thing. But by the time it got around to, I think Sunday the 15th, I was like, there's no way we would have played this show. I mean, you know, with everything yeah. happening. Um, so yeah we released we released the album you yeah. know in in the midst in the midst of all of it yeah.
2: um,
0: but yeah. you also had a release show planned for the hideout right that was yep. early so, april
1: yep mm-hmm. and that you know has been cancelled i don't i don't really know what what we'll do about that honestly um i'd like to Play
0: a show someday
1: again. I know, <laughs> so I know. Maybe maybe next year we can play a show and it'll be some sort of fun celebration thing. But you know, yeah. my, my band is a six piece, so there's it's just not like a possible thing for us to to do a sort of live thing. Yeah, that um, just isn't logistically
0: possible. So how are you feeling about your music? You know, with all of this shifting and restricting what you're able to do with your band and shows and all of that. How are you feeling these days about the, the, the you know, your music efforts?
1: Um, I feel, I mean, really, I mean, I miss going to shows. And I miss playing shows a lot. Like yeah. it's been weird to not do that. I realized like, I mean, since college, basically, I must have gone to or played at least a show a week. I mean, I've went out out to shows a lot, and I played a lot of shows and yeah, um went to a lot of events, so it's just strange to have that piece of my life gone. yeah, um, uh, yeah so that so that's that's been a bummer. Um, but I've also been glad to have found the energy sometimes to work on music. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the start of the pandemic, I really just like didn't touch it that much. Mm-hmm. I think I was going through the grief and yeah. shock, shock that everybody was going through.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and it, it still comes in waves, but I have been able to take some time to plan and work on work on new material and plan things. I sent, I made a spreadsheet of a bunch of new songs, like 29 songs that could potentially be on the next Esther album and uh-huh. made demos and sent them all to my band for them to listen to and pick their favorite ones. So uh-huh. to be, you know, planning and thinking about the next record. I think ideally we would have already started recording the next one Yeah, um, if the pandemic hadn't happened.
0: Have they shared their favorites with you yet?
1: Not all of them. Some of them have.
0: Um, Is there a lot of overlap, or are they going to make it tough?
1: I I feel like there's going to be I feel like there's going to be overlap.
0: I feel like. There's okay. Gonna, I'm not too worried about it. I, are they this choosing the same songs that you would tend towards, or are they having different ideas? Yeah. Okay. So
1: far, so far they've chosen ones where I was like, this makes sense.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> Yeah. And and were these songs that you already had written? Are these songs that are newer?
1: It's a mix. So some of them are ones that, some of them are older ones, um, maybe from, you know, 2017, 2018. Some of them are ones that I wrote just before Uh um, the pandemic. Some of them are ones I've written since. So it's a mix of things. And I sort of just wanted to throw a bunch of material in there um, and, uh, you know, do what was the best because I, I i get i think at this point i have a sense for which songs maybe are going to be the most appealing and work the best the mm-hmm. band but i always want to make sure to be like checking that mm-hmm. i want to just rely on my own judgment
2: yeah
1: um, so that's it'll be helpful to to see what everybody thinks
0: is the the lockdown is that impacting the way that you're writing or what you're writing in any way Um,
1: definitely some of what I'm writing. I mean, it's hard to not I'm not using COVID-19 in my lyrics or anything like that. (laughs) But there's definitely some material that I'm writing that's impacted by that. Um, And in terms of how I'm writing uh, somewhat as well. Um, I've been working on a collaborative project with Rami Atassi.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so we had been doing like we were just writing a bunch of songs together and the way that we have been doing that is just by going into his studio in the uh-huh. building and just taking a few hours and writing things together like one of us will bring a very like bare idea in mm-hmm. and write a bunch of stuff on the spot. Um that hasn't been able to progress in quite the same way because you know we were we were doing it together, like in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been able to like work on some stuff separately,
0: um, but
1: and kind of pass fun. it back
0: and forth. You mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. We were lucky, we're lucky, to, lucky be to be able thing. to get a lot of the, like we have a lot of the bones of uh-huh. the, like six or six or seven songs that we've been putting together. So um, that's been helpful, but you know, it's, it's changed that a bit. I think if it, the pandemic hadn't happened, we'd just be, you know, sitting together and working on stuff.
0: Yeah, do you feel, I mean, in what ways is that impacting or changing the process of your guys collaborating?
1: Yeah, it just like the process for us has been very much like doing it together and the energy of being together and the energy yeah. of being in the studio and just yeah. like experimenting. Yeah. Um, that's a way that we really like to work together yeah. um, so it's you know a little strange not to have that but we're still able to to work on some of that stuff okay um and and honestly living alone has helped me with sort of that creative stuff as well hmm I'll have to see how it feels or what it's like to have a roommate um, because I, I stay up pretty late and you know, sometimes I'm wandering around the apartment, just like singing stuff to myself, or like yeah. coming up with ideas. And you know, it can it can be a lot easier to do that unselfconsciously if you know you're alone and you know definitely hear you.
0: Yeah, um, there's been a couple people, Tim Axon and Sophie Brochu, on past interviews, have talked about how it's been tougher because there's that there's that layer of self-consciousness when you have a small Chicago apartment, and usually you. Get a little alone time to work out ideas, but that kind of can feel restrictive when your partner might be listening. Even if they're the most supportive partner in the world, still, sometimes you just need that alone time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Um, but I, I am grateful that I've had that time to sit and you know do weird stuff at like two in the morning.
0: Yeah. Have you been working on any stuff that you would? I mean, I know your, you know, your music in some ways, and we're in a songwriting club together, and so I, I know from hearing it that a lot of your music is very much enhanced by a band, but also works on its own. But are you writing any songs that are sort of designed to be just a solo performance?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely written some stuff that that is, um, more. Solo. I mean, there's, there, there are a couple of songs that are newer for me that I don't really think are going to work full band. Uh-huh. And, and I've also been writing some stuff and working on some stuff for a few quarantine compilations, uh-huh. um, and been self-recording it.
0: Uh-huh. How's that going, the self-recording?
1: Um, you know, I haven't really done a lot of it. And mm-hmm. so it's been fun to do. It's, it's exciting to do that. Um. Brace Cove Records put out a Quarantine Compilation a, a bit ago and mm-hmm. I had a, a new song that I wrote um and recorded myself on that and it was just I don't know it's just exciting to do it's fun to be able to write something and record it yourself and yeah. you do the whole thing and then you're like I did that whole thing <laughs> like it's totally. was all me
0: <laughs> yeah I mean there it's, it's very empowering I think um mm be able to capture your own idea and not have to rely on studio time or somebody else, or, uh, you know, I feel like at first maybe it's hard, well, it's definitely hard for me still, but to get kind of the sound that you always want, but also being able to just try to work towards that, not having to find the words that are sometimes hard to find descriptors for communicating the sound you want to somebody else is can be hard sometimes. So it can be liberating to be able to do that, I think.
1: Yeah it's still very much like a learning curve for me. Yeah. But I mean, part of the reason I'm able to do it is because I have this equipment that I got because of the podcast. Um, uh-huh. so, you know, I ha I have like microphones here. I have that stuff, you know, uh, a year ago I wouldn't have had
0: that. I wouldn't have had that setup. So I'm, I'm grateful. Well, let's talk about the podcast. Can you share with our listeners about uh, bad, bad songwriter podcast? Yeah
1: um so my bad songwriter podcast has songwriters and musicians come on and share their worst most embarrassing old recordings Uh, and we talk about them and talk about songwriting process and you know the joys and fears that come with writing music Um, i started that in i think november of last year Uh Um, and that has been a really you know, great thing that I've been able to continue doing Mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic. I've been really glad to, I've been really glad to be able to do that. I mean, it's great that I can record the podcast remotely um, Uh and it's a really nice way to still connect with other musicians. It's been really weird for me also, just not being at shows and like running into people. That's how I like talked to so many people, you know, like I would just run, you know, I'd go to a show at the hideout I would know, okay, I would just go alone, and I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to run into, like, you know, five to ten friends at the show. And then I would, and I'd have Uh an evening of of chatting with people. And it's been really strange to just not have that. And so it's nice to have the podcast, too, to just be, like, talking to different people and speaking to musicians and talking about music, um, because that was such a huge part of my life before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And you put those out, like, is it, like, once a week, or...?
1: Yeah, every Monday I release Every Monday episode. there's
0: a new episode, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't release one this past Monday and I'm not going to release one tomorrow just mm-hmm. to give a space, um mm-hmm. and take up, you know, room on the feed. Um yeah. given everything that's happening. Yeah. But in general I release every Monday. I think I have like 20
0: some 20 something episodes out at this point. And I know I know it's on itunes where else where else can people access the podcast
1: it's on pretty much all the podcast providers so it's on spotify um itunes mm-hmm. stitcher whatever whatever your podcast provider is it should be <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> um let me uh kind of pivot to something you know what we had checked in before before talking today i had asked if there was anything in particular you know you wanted to kind of explore and you had said um how social media affects mental health what are your what are your thoughts about that i think it's like been
1: yeah i have a lot of thoughts about that um you know as somebody who's like trying to do music in general it's important to be on social media to to share your stuff you know Uh to listen to it it's like i i i generally like the internet i've always been a pretty online person mm-hmm. so it's not a thing that's hard for me i know it's a thing that's hard for a lot of people though it's like not their natural tendency to be like online a lot and sharing mm-hmm. things um so in general it can be a stressful thing but especially now um during the pandemic i feel like i've had to had to be pretty mindful of how much time i'm spending on social media and on my phone yeah you know, like I said before, I live alone and so like a lot of my connection with people is happening like like now, like through a screen.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and it, it can just be like sort of tough to get into that mode of scrolling endless endlessly and being on there. I think I've been it can I've be tough to get that. into that mode. Yeah, it can be, tough to be it can it can be tough to be stuck in that mode. Oh, I see. And to to not be taking like breaks when you need to take breaks. Yeah. Um, I think I've been doing like varying levels of a good job of disconnecting. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, the past few days uh, have been harder. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of doom scrolling, (laughs) and you know, sort of getting uh, trapped on Twitter, looking at updates. yeah like that but my friend i think yesterday said to me i was i was messaging them and telling them you know that i was having a tough time and they reminded me that rest is radical as well and that you know if if you burn yourself out um you know it's it's no good you can't continue helping so i think it's really important to continue to like take mindful breaks from social media and like mindful breaks for yourself and do self-care things Um, even if it feels difficult to do those. So that's something I've been trying to remind myself to do in general. Um, I've become a person who works out regularly for Uh the first time in my life. Uh Um, but I've been doing a lot of yoga at home and Uh weightlifting stuff. I have like these eight pound dumbbells that I've been using, Uh um, And I've been doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles because that's like a non-screen thing that I can do. Um,
0: So So how do you know, I mean, with infinite scroll, with notifications, all that really designed to kind of keep us going on, how do you, what are the signs for you that you experience either sort of physical or cognitively that it's time to take a break? How do you know it's time to turn off?
1: Hmm. Definitely um if I sort of get into that mode where I've been staring into it and then like do you ever get that thing where you're like staring into your phone and then you suddenly sort of snap out of it and you're like, How long have I been doing? <laughs> you know, what <laughs> what you mean? I get, yeah. if I get to that point, it's it's time I did that the other day like on TikTok. I just like scrolled on TikTok forever and then I was like, How long have I been sitting here? Yeah, wake uh, up. Right. Yeah. So definitely then need to put down my phone. Um, um you know, also if, if I feel like my anxiety is really rising, yeah. Like I said before, I I deal with anxiety and um, panic attacks are a thing that, like, I struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm starting to feel that, definitely time to get off my phone and off of social media. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and also if I'm starting to feel really, like, bad about myself creatively i think another thing that like social media can do obviously is is give you a sense that you're not like putting out enough things creatively Mm -hmm. you know um it's awesome to see how much everybody is making during this time but it's also mm-hmm. like sometimes you have bad days or weeks and you don't make anything and that's yeah. okay too. do and so if if i find myself feeling like oh like why am i not you know why am i not releasing more music right now mm-hmm. or why am i not like creating as many things then i know i need to like get off social media and
0: yeah so, so i have is... to do that comparison right and everyone's, you know, we're all kind of told that this is what you need to do, you need to promote and put yourself out there and all that, but then it also kind of gives the illusion, I, I don't know if illusion is the right word, but, you know, you're curating a, an idea of how productive you're being or whatever. And, right. um, yeah, I mean, I, I can relate to that feeling too. Um, so that's good. You're able to, I mean, sometimes I think, you know, with, news or social media if anxiety starts rising sometimes you know it can be tempting to reassure yourself through let's find another news story that's a little more comfort comforting or that kind of thing it sounds like you you're able to kind of recognize the anxiety and then kind of know this is a switch that i need to turn off right now because it's not
1: sometimes 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 i am um it's always it's always a journey. <laughs> it's something, something better
0: at that. Absolutely. It's something, you know, a, a lot of my clients uh, talk about that, you know, is how, where's the line between being informed, staying informed, but then cutting it off. It's not useful anymore. Keeping in mind, um, I'll give my mom credit for this because she watches and she's the one who said this to me. She's like, you know, and it's true that the... uh Media corporations, even, you know, more quality ones are trying to get your attention. They need to make money, too. So they're going to be putting out stories and headlines that try to get you to look at them. And there's an agenda there, too. It's not just pure information. So there's a lot playing out. The other thing that, this is a little bit random, but that a lot of people have issues with are when you're breaking up with somebody in social media, because you can see what they're doing or who they're doing it with. And it can kind of prolong uh, that breakup process. It can make it really hard.
1: Yeah, all of that really can. I mean, I'm a big fan of the mute function on social media. So you don't have to like unfollow somebody, but you can mute things. And people's profiles, I think that that can be really helpful if you just need like a break from something. Certainly something I've done in the past, like after breakups, you know, just muting people so I don't have to see.
0: That's good. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a few things that have helped you helped you cope. So being mindful of your social media, internet use, working out, um, going for walks with a friend um connecting with people, you know, over the internet. Are there any other things that you do that you found helpful through not just the pandemic, but, you know, all of the unrest that's going on right now?
2: Mhm.
0: Um
1: definitely bike rides are helpful. Uh-huh. I like biking. It gives me like a sense of joy. Um and it's also exercise. Yeah. Um I've been watching a lot of Terrace House. It's a reality show. It's a Japanese reality show. Um the premise is like really basic. It's three men and three women living in a nice house and mm-hmm. then they just observe them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there are a lot of episodes of it. So I've been watching that. Mm-hmm. A lot of nice like food shots and stuff. It feels like pretty calming. It's not, it, there's like drama that happens, but the drama in general is a little more understated. So it's not like the really like high intensity sort of reality show.
0: Yeah.
1: I've also been watching, I've also started watching. Um, It's called Listen to Your Heart. It's like The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart. Uh And it's Bachelor, but also it's kind of like, not exactly American Idol, but kind of, because they're all musicians. All of them are like songwriters. And so it's like them trying to like woo each other and do the Bachelor (laughs) stuff and give roses, but also like them singing to each other and saying,
0: very painful (laughs) my bandmate josh has been trying to get me to watch that i know he's i don't know if he's still watching but yeah he he talks about that and i think has the same reaction compelling but painful it's rough yeah it's rough
1: so watch watching things like that too has been um has been a good way to escape listening to a lot of podcasts too i always listen to a lot of podcasts Uh i've lived alone for a while and so it's a nice thing to be able to do um, you know, when I'm doing chores or whatever, yeah. and, um, you know, a lot of times now I've been listening to a podcast while doing
0: a puzzle or uh huh, like that. That's great. Yeah. We, I started watching because so many people were talking about it, started watching Ozark. I don't know if you've seen that or heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. but it is horrible. <laughs> I watched the first episode. It was horribly violent. And I was like, I do not need this in my life right now. Like there's enough stress. I want... And then we watched Joe Pera, which calmed me down immediately. <laughs> this, this is much more where I'm at right now. Um, also, my mom gets credit for that because my mom told me about that show.
1: Um, it's a great show. My um, best friend Ariana was an extra on it. And then one of her friends got Joe Pera to send her uh, a postcard for her birthday. Oh, that's great. He's so great. <laughs>
0: um... Let's see, is, is there anything else that, that you'd like to kind of talk about or share with the listeners? Hmm.
1: I don't really think so other than donate if you can right now to Chicago Community Bond Fund or mm-hmm. other organizations that are doing work to fight racism.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And where can people support your music?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram. This is my personal Instagram. I have My Instagram, Esther underscore Chicago. And then we have music on Bandcamp. It's estermusic.bandcamp.com.
0: And we're on Spotify and and all the places as well. Okay, great. And then there's, of course, Bad Songwriter uh, podcast as well to check out. Um, Thank you so much for being on today. It was really nice to see you again. Yeah, nice to see you too. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Anna. Bye. All right, thank you guys for watching us, Anna Holmquist of of Esther, and uh, they also have a Bad Songwriter podcast, which is great. And check that out. I'm going to end today with uh, with a song. Um, if you missed any of the interview, it's going to be in the IGTV tab on my page. It's also be on YouTube. Oops. And. Um, uh, I'm making it into a podcast. So it's actually up right now. I haven't really advertised it, but uh, some of the episodes are up. So I'm going to play a song to finish out the day, and then we'll probably go outside. This is a newer song. It's called Camera Obscura. Mm
2: Pessoal
0: For listening, thank you for sticking around. Um, if you want to listen to more of my music, you can search Jessica Risker on Spotify or go to westernvinyl.com and you can get uh, one of my records. Um, also, if you're interested in working with me for therapy, um, give me uh, an email at jessicaemilia, that's E M as in Mary, E L I A, at gmail.com. Obviously, I, if I know you personally, we can't work together, but if you have a friend or family member uh, who's a couple degrees of separation away, Feel free to pass my name along. Tomorrow we have Dr. Leslie Tanner on. And uh, on Tuesday, Sullivan Davis at the hideout is going to be joining us. That's at 2.30 both days. Um, hope you guys are taking care of yourselves today. Um, try to get outside. Try to talk to somebody. I miss you guys. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.